Welcome to The Developmental, a podcast about the messy, beautiful ways grown-ups grow up. Here, we explore turning the science into the day-to-day practice of adult development in teams, homes, organizations, and life. Welcome to the first episode of The Developmental. In this podcast, we will explore maturity from many perspectives, from the way we show up at work to the way we nurture our families. My guests come from many spheres of life. Some will be leaders striving to build better cultures in their teams and organizations. Others will be learning experts, coaches or facilitators whose day-to-day job is helping adults develop their knowledge, skills and achieve goals. And yet others will be researchers in the field of adult development, this particular branch of psychology that studies some of the baffling questions of what it truly means to be a fully grown human being. In this episode, it will be just me and you trying to unpack some of the core theories of adult development and lay a foundation for the conversations to come. I'd like to invite you to reflect on your own journey of growth up to this point in your life and what you feel might still be needed. Together, we'll explore what vertical development is, how it is different from horizontal development, and why we need both. We'll also look at some of the science around vertical development and what different researchers suggest it is that develops as we continue to evolve in our lives. Finally, we'll pause to reflect on why this whole topic is so important, perhaps even vital, not just for you and your own life, but for all of us and our long-term thriving as a species. So let's get started and see what we can discover. If a human being's psychological growth was like learning to play the piano, then two things become really important. How well you can play and how many octaves you can access. Think about it for a moment. All new piano players learn the basics of posture and how important it is to sit up straight. They learn correct hand position and placing each of the five fingers over one note at a time. They learn about playing on the tips of their fingers instead of holding them flat on the keys. They practice keeping their wrists level or practice how to use the pedals. All of these are technical skills you absolutely need to play the instrument to begin with. They are your horizontal development the necessary tools to put in your knowledge toolkit and make it piano playing even possible. But what happens if you know all of these things, but you can only see and access one octave on your piano? What kind of music can you make within one octave? How about if you can access two, three, four or seven octaves on your piano? What kind of melodies could you play then? Vertical development is all about the discovery of new octaves within your minds and hearts piano. Your technique may stay the same, but you're finally able to stretch across the octaves and play truly complex, beautiful music. Just like new notes allow for new sound to be born, vertical development allows for new mindsets, perspectives and ways of looking at the world that help expand your horizons and give you more freedom to choose and respond to reality in appropriate ways. Whether you know it or not, you've expanded your piano many times throughout your life. To get a feel for what vertical development you've already been on, I'd like you to map out some of the evolution of your mindsets over time. 
So if you're somewhere where you can pause and write, you might want to grab a pen and paper for this one. If you can't, no worries. Pausing for reflection here and there will be more than enough. I'd first like to invite you to go back in time and reflect on the person you were 10 or 15 years ago. What were some of the mindsets that guided your decisions back then? 15 years ago, I was in a phase of my life when I felt I absolutely needed to tick every single box of success as society defined it. I worked hard in a job that paid me well. I loved the success and getting clients validation. I was in a relationship and looking forward to getting married because I felt that was a normal and necessary milestone to achieve. I was also in the process of building a house because I was convinced that was the adult thing to do. So some of my guiding mindsets at the time were, I need to fully demonstrate I'm an independent and capable person. Life is all about achieving worthwhile goals. Ambition and hard work will take me to wherever I need to go. Dwelling on my emotions is unpleasant and unnecessary, so I'd better stay focused on action and making things happen. The future can only be better than the present if I work hard enough. I am the sole author of my own life. I can do it all alone. I don't need anybody's help. Mind you, these mindsets are not just good or bad. They are simply lenses that inform your decisions and color your perception of the world. They are engines behind your actions. They are the octaves you are playing on your piano at that point in time. You might want to pause the podcast at this point and perhaps jot down some of your own mindsets from 10-15 years ago or take a minute for reflection. What octaves were you playing back then? Now I'd like to invite you to shift your attention into the present. What, if anything, has changed? What is important in your life right now? Are you playing the same octaves or has your piano changed a bit? If so, what has changed? What has caused you to access new octaves? And how has your life shifted as a result? I, for one, am definitely a different person from 15 years ago. Many things have happened that have shaken up my beliefs and mindsets and changed the way I look at the world. After I built my house, got married and ticked all the boxes I thought I needed to tick, I realized there was little joy in my life I had built for myself. The global financial crisis hit and having a big house and a big mortgage became a burden. My partner and I realized we were good people who were not really that good for each other. And the organizational culture I was in did not align with my values. So going to work every day started feeling like a chore. I crashed against the wall and entered this period of soul searching where I sought help from a therapist to better understand all of those emotions that were overwhelming me and that I had so diligently been avoiding. It was a journey of questioning most of what I had taken for granted before. My identity, my values, my purpose for my life. It was also a process of internal stretching that came with growth pains and some really hard life decisions that put me on a completely different path. 
I built my own business and I gave it then all up to move to the other end of the world and start anew. I embraced the terrifying new beginning of stepping into research and learning a whole new craft from scratch. I entered a more conscious relationship with another human being who was willing to be uncomfortable with me while we learned to play the piano together. I became a mother and finally witnessed what it means to nurture another human being's growth every single day from the first day of their lives. In the process, some fundamental mindsets have shifted for me. I now believe that I am intrinsically valuable even when I make mistakes, feel confused and lose my way. I still believe I'm fully responsible for my life, but I also believe I can't do it all alone and asking for help is not a sign of weakness. On the contrary, I believe it's a mark of courage. I also think my worth is not measured in my external achievements anymore, although I'm still happy when my work can make an impact and be useful to people. I also believe that the future is not a straight line to greatness. I believe the hard times are part of life alongside the good times, so I'm much more open now to embrace life in all its messiness instead of always trying to make it perfect. Is my life perfect? By no means. Am I a bit more mature than I was before? I dare believe so. How about yourself? Where are you in your own growth right now? Perhaps you'd like to hit the pause button again and reflect for a moment. What are some new mindsets you have grown into and what have been the catalysts that helped you transform? Remember, this exercise is not about criticizing your past self, but about celebrating the many ways you have outgrown yourself and hopefully starting to make this process a bit more conscious going forward. Finally, as you're reflecting on the present, might it be worth casting a look into the future as well? What kind of a person would you like to be in another 10-15 years? How would you like to show up in the world? What are some mindsets you are aspiring towards? Like new octaves you sense are there but can't quite play yet. For me, the growth into a more mature self is all about consolidating some of the gains I believe I've made and facing my own shadows instead of running away from them going forward. I'd love to keep my deep passion for the work I do to continue finding it meaningful and get as much joy out of it as I do now. I would also love to grow into an Alice who is ever more accepting of herself and the people around her. I would love to have the wisdom to embrace all of my emotions, particularly those I still like least, like fear or anxiety. And I truly, truly want to get to a place where I know and feel they are a normal part of me and it's absolutely okay to have all of my feelings. I'd like future Alice to be someone who feels less responsible for the people she loves and gives them ever more freedom to be fully themselves instead of jumping in to help them at the very first sign of struggle. And I'd also like future Alice to really integrate a new mindset, one that I'm only aspiring towards at the moment but not really feel it in my bones yet. And that mindset is that life with all of its imperfections is a truly joyful place to be. That play, laughter, light-heartedness are day-to-day gifts to be cherished and used. Present-day Alice often takes life way too seriously, 
I'd love future Alice to be able to laugh at herself more often and see more of the humor in life. So how about you? What mindsets would you like your future self to hold? What qualities and strengths of your present self would you like to take into the future? You might want to pause again one last time and reflect on the growth you envision for yourself. I hope you've enjoyed playing with me in this time travel exercise and I hope in the process it's become a bit clearer what vertical development might look or feel like. While human growth is an intensely personal experience, research does give us some useful clues as to what it is that develops as we shift through the different mindsets. If you did pause to jot down some of your own past, present and future mindsets, can you perhaps notice some themes or patterns emerging? What has shifted, not in the contents of your thinking, but in the process of your thinking? Developmental researchers have shown that maturity is an interweaving of multiple threads. One such thread is cognitive development, which means that humans can grow into ever more complex thinking as they access more and more octaves on their internal piano. What does mental complexity look like? It's often a shift from rigid to flexible thinking, from taking a right-wrong, black-white stance on life towards embracing multiple perspectives, from linear thinking, cause-effect, towards a more systemic type of thinking, an awareness that things are connected in intricate ways, and to understand why something is happening, you must often dig beneath the surface. Cognitive complexity can also allow people to avoid the trap of certainty and jumping into action to solve problems and instead allow them to stay more curious, to investigate, to patiently make sense of a complex situation. For example, in a work context, if you as a leader are noticing your team's performance dropping, maturity might mean you refrain from looking for easy causes and easy fixes and instead allows you to step back and investigate what might be happening at a deeper level. So instead of automatically assuming it's the compensation system or blaming it on this other department that your team is in conflict with, you might start by asking curious questions. What has changed in your organizational context? What are some pressures your team is faced with? What has your behavior as a leader been lately? How is it imp impacting your team? What is the team's view on why their performance has dropped? What does the flow of relationships look like within the team and between your team and other teams? The difference between playing one octave or five is in how you respond to any given situation. Do you jump to conclusions or do you manage your reactivity and seek to understand the bigger picture first? Do you assign blame or do you do the hard work of introspection and questioning your own behavior and impact? Do you think short term was the best fix for tomorrow or do you consider things in the longer run? How will your decisions and actions today affect your team in the next year? Your cognitive complexity, if put to good use, can allow you to approach tough situations with more wisdom and equanimity. Another interesting thread of development is our relationship to ourselves, and in particular the way our identity forms, our self-awareness grows and then shapes the way we interact with the world. In the earlier stages of our development, we don't really know who we are, we search for external validation. 
We might be so unsure of ourselves that we keep on creating dependent relationships where we let others make the decisions and we're content to follow. Then, as we grow, we start getting a stronger sense of our uniqueness. We cultivate our expertise and assert our independence. We might even reach a point where we believe we don't need anybody and we're more than enough on our own. Then, we progress even further and start to realize that we can fully be ourselves and still in collaboration with others. We shift from independence to interdependence, where our unique sense of identity can harmoniously coexist with a respect for others' uniqueness. We start to be open to learning and being shaped by others while still knowing who we are and what we stand for. Even later in development, we might start to question whether the identity we're so certain of is actually this one solid thing, or maybe we're made up of different parts. Roles we play, aspects of ourselves that might come into conflict with each other at times. I may be a researcher and a nerd who loves spending hours in solitude digging through interesting facts, but I'm also a mother who loves fooling around and being silly with her kid. I can be gentle and compassionate when people need my help, but can also get very selfish and snappy, particularly when I'm overly tired or somebody has pushed my buttons in the wrong way. If you look inwards, you might also realize you're not in just one way, and your identity is not this sturdy, unmovable thing, but more of a flux that changes with context and evolves with experience. So cognitive complexity and identity are two threads that make up our vertical development journey. There are more beyond these. For example, how we use our personal power is another thread, from unilateral power over others to a more evolved, mature use of power where we're willing to generously share and hold collectively with others, co-creating results instead of making all the decisions ourselves. Self-awareness can be a thread of its own, from being blind to your own motivations, patterns of thought, or the impact of your behaviors on other people, to becoming more self-aware, noticing yourself in action, questioning your own assumptions or reasons for behaving a certain way. Yet another thread could be the capacity to take perspective. From being always caught up in the drama of the moment and simply reacting to what comes your way, to being able to get to a metaphorical balcony, to witness yourself as if from above, taking in the whole scene, the dynamic of a conversation, the energy in a room, and then bringing that awareness, those insights, back into the conversation. Imagine how valuable it can be if you're able to lift above a heated meeting and notice the patterns playing out between yourself and the others questioning the assumptions each team member might be making or surfacing whatever has been left unsaid. And do all of that instead of getting sucked into an emotional vortex and frustrated that people are not getting your point. We've covered some territory in this episode. I hope that you now have a bit of a better understanding of your own piano and have had a chance to reflect on what your own journey of discovering more octaves has meant for your life. I also hope that you've had a glimpse into how beautiful and complex vertical development can be with all its strands such as mental complexity, identity, self-awareness, use of power or the capacity to take perspective. As the podcast progresses, we'll explore these strands and more, 
and hopefully we'll discover new ways to tap into the next octaves on our own pianos. There is one last question and reflection I'd like to leave you with. Why does this whole thing matter? Why should we even bother engaging in what is obviously hard and often uncomfortable work with ourselves? Why should we invest in exploring our own and others' depths? Is playing multiple octaves truly worth the effort? Dr. Susanne Kukreuter, one of my favorite researchers in this field, gives her own version of an answer to these questions. She says, Development theory describes the ideal unfolding of human potential towards deeper understanding, greater love, wisdom and effectiveness in the world. In the episode description, you'll find a link to the article this quote belongs to. To me, Kukroyde's definition of what vertical development brings is perhaps one of the most clear and beautiful I've come across. At its core, vertical development can allow human beings to actualize their fullest, most positive potential in the world. Why do I think this matters? Because it seems to me that we've reached a crucial moment in our species history when we hold so much knowledge and so much more power than we know what to do with. It's like we've collectively learned to play the piano with immense proficiency. We can rewrite the genome, have produced technology that's on the verge of taking a life of its own. We hold weapons that are more than enough to destroy the planet ten times over. In the process, we have messed with the natural world, we've fostered social inequality that is benefited few and hurting many, and we're rapidly overheating Earth to a point where life as we know it might become untenable. How do we develop the wisdom to use all of our knowledge responsibly in ways that benefit each of us and the whole of the natural world at the same time? How do we foster the maturity we need to transcend our differences and work together to solve some of the gnarly problems ourselves have created? How do we ensure a future in which our children can thrive and the planet can continue to sustain us all? Many believe that what we need is nothing more and nothing less than a revolution in human consciousness. Perhaps we need to collectively grow up so we can show up in the world as adults who make smart choices, not just for today, but for tomorrow and for centuries to come. While vertical development is no silver bullet, investing energy and attention in our growth and accepting that being a biological adult does not automatically make you a grown-up might just be a first step. For many of us, the concerns of our daily lives might outweigh our worries for the future of humankind, and that's perfectly normal. And if that's where your attention sits, vertical development can still make a huge difference. It can make the difference between an unhappy relationship and a harmonious one, between passing on to your kids all of your unexamined wounds and raising conscious children free of their parents' unhealed traumas and unhealthy patterns. It can make the difference between leading lives where we walk in the world with our eyes open, our senses attuned to the beauty around us, where we are capable to adapt, reinvent ourselves, respond to the challenges of life with grace and maturity, and grow from hardship instead of shrinking into smaller versions of ourselves because life keeps on hitting us. I would love to leave you with this one last reflection. What is your highest hope for your own development? What do you hope to learn and discover as you listen to the next episodes of this podcast and maybe read more about this topic? 
And what areas of your life do you hope to use these discoveries in? Thanks for listening. Until next time, be well, be true, and don't forget to consciously keep on growing yourself up. Oh,